Welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast, where we explore the detail of what it really takes to achieve great success in the business of property developments and investments. Now let's get into this week's episode. And a very warm welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast. I'm absolutely delighted today to have with me Kimberly Rothman. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, Nigel. Hi. How are you doing? You okay? Yes, all good. Thank you. All good. Ready to spill the beans on uh, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. No, it's, it's been a, it's been you know lovely over the last uh, year or so to to be working with you and obviously hearing about you know your past, your current, and obviously your future going forward. And I think I think for the benefit of the listeners, would you mind um, maybe introducing yourself and giving a bit of your background? Sure. Uh, my name's Kimberly Rothman. And um, I've been in property now, I suppose, for around sort of over 10 years, 10, 12 years. Um, I always had a bit of a sort of go attitude, I suppose, about about life um, and kind of, I think like a lot of people, fell into property, really. It, it kind of chose me, um, suited my personality, I suppose. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I've done all sorts of things in property, um, everything from flips to to a uh, lot of client work, um, a lot of uh, our own developments. Um, fun fact, I suppose, might be nothing to do with property, but it's always a good uh, opener, which was uh, I took up the pole vault at uh, 32 when I had three young children under five. Um, and uh, it was quite amusing to see our neighbour who was sitting there because we put the pole vault pit in the garden and uh, our neighbour was sitting there having a beer and suddenly saw people flying over next door garden, really couldn't figure out what was going on. So, um, yeah, so that was a fun part of my life. So uh, I was an athlete in a former life. Uh, and then I think some of those, um, you know, the discipline around sport really helped me to to um, to focus in property. So absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It's it's an interesting um, asset class, isn't it? You know, in terms of uh, the subject matter and how we all come from different backgrounds to get to the get to the same point, which is great. But <clears throat> what what made you choose property as a vehicle to wealth and success? Um, I think that, as I said, it was one of those things that sort of fell on me. Um, I've never been great at working for other people. I've, um, I'm great at working with people, but not great at being employed, I don't think. Um, and it was something that I found um, I uh, when I um, divorced, actually, I, I, I took on a house that needed a lot of work. And we'd also done that in our marital home. And so that you know, I guess appealed to me, came quite naturally to me to be able to see space, not necessarily kind of even the interior design end, more at the other end, kind of from, you know, the first brick, being able to see space and thinking that would work if we moved that there and the flow of the house would be better if we did that and we could get extra mm-hmm. space there and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so when I stood up, I I got a house and um, I completely redid that top to bottom. Um, and I really enjoyed the process. Uh probably not dealing with the builders so much uh, who did run off with some of the money um so uh yeah it wasn't necessarily it might have put me off but but it didn't and um I really enjoyed taking something sort of that was I guess ugly to lovely I'd like to think um and I always say I suppose you know nowadays you know I'm, I'm paid to solve problems really and there are always problems with 
with with property development you think like but it's like any business you know it's it's never going to run completely smoothly mm. as i say everything from builders running off with money to you know to not getting the planning you want to realize you've you know fallen foul of some you know rule or other um but they're all pro- you know problems to solve absolutely so if you're a problem solver then yeah yeah then kind of you, you know you get through you, you do, you do, and absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, generally it's a case of putting one foot in front of the other irrespective, isn't it? Just keep going forward. And, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, if anybody ever says to, to us, you know, this is a, a very easy game and it's a breeze, well, there we go. You know, we have to take our view whether they're right or wrong, but my view is probably they are absolutely wrong. You know, we are going to take... You know, life throws all sorts of different situations at us and we have to react accordingly. But it's that, as you say, it's that that strength, the ability to just keep moving forward, as you have done, yeah. you know, through your three-property career that's uh, got you to where you are today, for sure. Yeah, that's really... I think when you work on your own, you believe that, you know, the problems that happen to you are problems that happen to you. And uh, it's not until you start to speak to other people or I run my own property group, for example, and... You know, it's not to to you sort of start to understand other people's thing experiences that have happened to them yeah. that you realize that you're not stupid um you're not just the only person this has happened to but i think one of the challenges in any business where you work on your own is that you can get isolated and sort of think that you know you've made a mistake you're stupid blah 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 mm-hmm. but you know, after speaking to other people and, and you realise that actually, you know, property is is challenging, but it's also amazing. So Very, very rewarding. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And and time, time has this wonderful effect on property, doesn't it? You know, you can, first of all, you can keep having a go at it, you know, yeah. to continue yeah. adding value along, along yeah. the, the process and the period. But um, obviously history has told us, yes, there are cycles that we go through and I think we're going through one at the moment, to be honest, but... There are cycles, but generally it's, you know, it's in the upward direction, which is just, uh, just fantastic. But I'd like to uh, just ask you, maybe you could tell us uh, about some of your key milestones and maybe some, you know, key achievements that you've, you've had in your, your property journey thus far. Um, I think I probably went the route that a lot of people go with, and that is starting off with single units and then going on to kind of, you know, four to six sort of units um and i think probably the the key milestones for me have really been understanding the financials better because didn't really come from that sort of background i understood obviously you know back of a fag packet type thing in the beginning um and it's taken quite a journey to really understand what those what those nuances are what those costs are that you don't necessarily see and the runway that property is because I personally have probably underestimated on many occasions how long something's going to take um, to acquire, to build, to sell. All three of those stages I've managed to spectacularly um, uh, under <laughs> underestimate those stages. And I think if you talk about milestones, I suppose for me going through the pain uh, on various occasions of getting those things wrong forces you to learn and forces you to be better at that process and I think also it's funny that running my own group uh, the last sort of year in year two 
has been very interesting because one of the key things, I think, again, working on your own is staying on track. So one of the biggest challenges when you have a project, um, the, uh, you know, the sort of desire, if you like, or the, the focus to keep looking for more things, more projects, drops off a cliff because you're, you know, you're, you're, you're focused on one thing. And, and the argument would be, well, you need to focus. Um, but if everything else drops off, and I go back to that point of the runway, and I think that's very, very challenging. Um, and that's something I've worked with my group a lot on in terms of just focusing mm-hmm. on what your goal is and whether that goal is to acquire one buy to let a year or to have, you know, 20 properties in your portfolio within three years, whatever that goal is. Um, and coming up with a way to track that progress and really be able to um, manage your property life. And I think that's that for me was very challenging. I learned all this stuff. I didn't know where to put it, didn't know how to manage that process because there's so many – it always reminds me when I was a kid, you know, those things that used to pop up and you'd whack a mould, you know, every time. <laughs> Every time you seem to get one thing, Chris, about three more things would pop up. So, Absolutely. so, yeah, so that's, I think my biggest milestone is really, and it wasn't intentional, but, you know, running my sort of my own group of great people, you know, that's allowed me to um, uh, to, to work on something with them. And, in fact, I'm working on a, a bit of software now with, a, with a, one of the group to, you know, to create that process where you can really run um, your property life and it's made me think about how I run you know my daily life in property because sometimes you can sit at the desk and think what am I meant to be doing (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely (laughs) having the weekly plan and yeah deciding what you're going to do and when you're going to do it I I totally align with that you know that those very wise words and yeah, you know, my, my my role in our development business, I, I look after the land acquisition part. So I, I you know, source, I analyze, I negotiate, I, I take it all the way through to completion. And thankfully, I've got somebody I can hand it to at that point um, to, to deploy. Um, but one of my personal, although I'm in a group of people, but I am still alone in that in that function. Yeah. And uh, I, I have the same uh, challenges, you know, it's um, once I've secured a deal, I tend to kind of drop everything and focus on getting that deal through to completion. And it, you know, but the, the theory would say to you that the best solution is to be working on both at the same time, but I'm not sure as a, me personally, it's just me talking, whether that would dilute the process to get to completion or not. I'm not too sure, but uh, you have to find your own way, don't you? Yeah, you do. You do. And I think that is the issue that this, this pipeline of, you know, and, and whatever your goals are, it's really irrelevant, whether it's HMOs or Bisonets or whatever it is, you know, mm. that pipeline that you know, I mean, you know, extremely, you must be able to keep that open, keep that trust on. It's, it's a very hard process. And, you know, I'm kind of excited about, you know, about, because there's nothing out there really to help you, to help you do that. And, you know, I'm excited about, you know, what we're going to bring online. So Yes, very much so. Very much so. So, Kim, please, I mean, we know, we know things don't always go according to plan. So mm-hmm. I was just wondering whether you could maybe take us through something that you've encountered uh, maybe unexpectedly and indeed how you overcame that challenge. Um, gosh, I've had lots of challenges um, in, in terms of um, just, I think, 
lots of times where you've wanted to do something and then someone said, well, actually, the builder said, well, we've uncovered, you know, we've we've taken this back to brick, but you can't do that because we need to sort of, we need to, you know, we can't build around that. Or if we take this out, then that's going to involve a lot more work, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I can't think of a specific point because there's so many, but I would say that um, I think having the ability to to be flexible and to not panic, to kind of go, okay, to stand back and say, what, okay, what's the problem and how can we solve this? And, you know, there is a solution. We just need to find it. And I think, so I suppose I'm really talking more about attitude than I am about um, the specific problem per se, because I've come uh, come across plenty. Um, but it's, I've never had one that I can't solve. Uh, I've had certainly had times when, you know, you, I mean, I've had a team that I've worked for a long time, but I've also stepped outside that team. And I think one of the challenges as a woman, and, you know, shoot me down for the woman man thing, but I think it is hard for a woman in the building, in the construction industry. Uh, I think it is hard to, um, to, to get respect from, from the builders and they'll, they'll, they'll kind of notionally pay you respect but but behind the scenes you know they sort of getting them to do the finish you want and to whatever it is that you want them to do so I think that's hard um and I think the lesson would be for that that I've learned anyway in my own experience have everything in writing and check and triple check and really builders are very good at sort of saying to you yeah yeah no that's fine that's fine definitely yeah no no we totally understand But I learned sort of, it took me a little while. Um, I'm not quick, obviously, but uh, it took me a while to learn that actually putting things in writing with builders specifically and being very specific about what it is that you want them to do or the finish or the, you know, even, you know, where you want the wall to go or how you want the kitchen to be or whatever it may be. um, You think that some people would would get it, you know, I mean, I've had times where they've, you know, they've put a bathroom in and the door won't open properly. And to me, I'm looking and thinking, are you stupid or what? I mean, that's, you know, it's fairly common sense. But what I've learned over time is don't assume, you know, assumption, as they say, makes it what's it out of all of us, you know. So, yeah, have everything in writing. Sorry, I, 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 t- I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Um, and, um, you know, I think we, none of us know everything. That's, I think that's the fact. Um, And I, you know, I make mistakes, you know, along the journey, but, you know, I try not to make the mistake twice (laughs) at all. But what I try and do is learn from it because I think, I think the ability to um, have the freedom to make a mistake and then learn from it is the quickest way actually of learning and creating experience. It is. I, I have done over 40 client jobs. And the reason I did the client work initially was I wanted to learn. I wanted to almost, you know, run through my mistakes uh, in, in a client situation where we could solve them. The client wouldn't know, really, um, you know, but uh, but we could think on our feet and solve that issue. And, you know, the client work has given me great scope to work on, you know, large projects, um, you know, 10,000 square foot home, you know, wow. redoing it completely. We're just about to start a... Uh, 5,000 square foot in Cobham, um, you know, where they'll move out for nine months and we'll do that completely. Uh, we're doing a swimming pool, which I mean, a lot of that will be, um, will be uh, um, 
you know, what do you call it, tendered out to, to a swimming pool company, of course. But even that, just being, um, you know, on site with that and understanding that. So I've always done client work alongside. And I would recommend anybody that's got some experience, you know, for extra money as you because these things take a long time to fruition to get money back out of projects. Yeah. But if you can use that expertise to help to start working with with clients, you know, you you have a very valuable role. And especially as a woman, I might add, and I'm not sorry, I'm I, I, what I mean is for women, it's a great way of communicating between clients and your builders and being able to put the client's mind at ease. Not that men can't do that, of course, but I'm just saying that, you know, it's a great way to earn extra experience and earn money as you go. And and also ideas, because from doing that, you know, you get great design ideas. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. No, that's really, really good. What, what are your plans for the future? So, as I say, we just start a big client job in uh, February. Uh, we've got and another client job as well, a smaller one. Um, then we've got, I'm in a mixed-use building now, which we're converting, um, which we'll hang on to. Uh, and then we're just applying for another little um, uh, coach house in the in the garden in the rear because we've got a courtyard there. Um, and then um, bigger stuff, really. So kind of, you know, six to ten sort of, sort of units. Um, and uh yeah just you know not huge i like to sleep at night but um but enough that it's uh you know um enough that it helps me grow and and, and that i enjoy doing it you know absolutely, absolutely. I sleep. And, and as we say you know small is beautiful as well i mean if you if you do want to do 50 units then there's nothing stopping you do 10 projects of five is there you know and just keeping it Keeping it small, um, you know, spread the risk. You still get the the uh, the volume benefits by doing something like that. But yeah, absolutely. And you know, we're, we're the same. We're the same. You know, we're we're in interesting times at the moment. And you know, probably a reevaluation of where where we are um, is more smaller projects, but hopefully lots of them. That's the yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the approach, you know, which is great. Yeah. I was. Um, I was very honoured a couple of years ago. Um, Mark Mark Stokes, my my business partner, he asked um, he asked me to become a chapter author in a in a book um, called "Your Your Advice to Your Younger Self," and um, it um, I, I wrote this this chapter, and it was the first time I think I'd kind of exposed myself onto onto paper in terms of a bit about Nigel uh, and my background and all those sorts of things. And you, you kind of think, oh, I've got nothing, nothing to tell really. But when you start to write it down and you, you know, you're reflecting on all the interesting left turns and right turns that you have in your life to get to kind of where you've, you've got to today, you think, blimey, that's, that was a journey. I know. And it was also great for, for me personally. Um, uh, by by default, it wasn't planned, but by default, um, to get my my children to proofread the chapter. Mm. Um, and they're all going, blimey, Dad, I didn't realise you did this. And crawl, blimey, how did you do You know, so they were, I was naturally, rather than sitting them down at the uh, dining room table on a Saturday morning and telling them all about my life, I, I gave them this chapter to to review and they came back and critiqued it very heavily, I have to say, but not, not <laughs> less than. It's I think I'm going to critique something, yeah, yeah. I like it, yeah, it's very good, Dad. But, <laughs> yes, yeah, Mr. Comma there and that should be a yeah. full stop and all these yeah, sorts of things. Yeah. But I'd like to... Um, I'd like to pose the same question to you. So if you if you could give your younger self um, maybe one piece of advice, what what that would be? 
It is a conundrum to me because um, one of my strengths is my ability to kind of multifunction, make decisions fairly quickly um, and not panic. I'm, I'm a very sort of, you know, uh, whatever situation will sort it. However, in my, uh, as is often the case, your greatest strengths is obviously is, is often your biggest weakness or your biggest challenge. And it's certainly, I think, in my case, um, because I manage to sort of multifunction quite well, um, I often lack uh, the ability to focus and stay with things um, in in the same way that I should do sometimes that I know needs, uh, you know, consistent uh focus and detail conscious uh, and to be detail conscious. And sometimes um, that challenges me and comes back and bites me. I'm getting better at it. Um, so to my younger self, um, I would have said um, stick at things a little bit more uh, rather than, you know, flitting. Um, and it's ironic because I've, I've been in property for sort of 12 years or so. So actually probably... I would underestimate in my underestimating thing. I still do that. It's probably 15 years now, actually. But um, so, yes, I, I guess. And that's why, again, going back to this thing is that developing something that helps me sort of stay with things and go back to the world to do it. So I think to my younger self, I would say, you know, stay with things a little more. Very, very wise words. Yeah, that's brilliant. Brilliant. Kimberly, thank you. I'm just wondering, you know, if, if the listeners here, you know, they want to follow you or get in contact, is, is there a way they could do that? Uh, yes, sure. Um, I'll give you my email, um, which you can presumably put up or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and my phone number. Yeah, we're welcome to put up either of those. If anyone wants, you know, for what it's worth, any advice or um, any, uh, you know, any help on staying focused, um, uh, I'm sure put them in contact. That's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, 15 years in, in property, you know, there's a wealth of learning there. There's a wealth of um, advice you can give people. I'm, I'm absolutely sure. That's no, really good. Thank you very, very much. And this was no problem. No problem at all. So this was the Property Developers and Invested podcast, Nigel Green from the Echo Academy with Kimberly Rothman. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you would like more inspiration, why not join our Facebook group, Property Developers and Investors, or visit our website, www.equaacademy.co.uk.